0: Pro Group Management, workers' comp that works for you. Welcome to Nevada Newsmakers on the broadcast today. Tyree Gray joins us. He was former head of the Nevada Mining Association. Now he's the chief administrative officer for the Nevada Donor Network, here for the whole show of all-new Nevada Newsmakers. Big R is Northern Nevada's number one golden fire wood pellet supplier. More heat, less ash, 100% natural, and no additives. And there's only one place that stocks this many wood pellets, and that's Big R in Sparks, Winnemucca, Fallon, Fernley, and Lovelock, a river of wood pellets at Big R.
1: Forget the weather outside. There's a blizzard of points inside the Carson Valley Inn during the 15 million points giveaways. Drawings every Thursday and Saturday, including four 1 million point winners guaranteed. And don't miss the 2 million point grand prize giveaways. It's the 15 million points giveaways at the Carson
0: Valley Inn. Save money and take transit. Did you know you can ride the bus all day for less than what it would cost you for a gallon of gas? Plan your trip now by going to rtcwashoe.com. As you know, Reno is booming. Tolls Development Company is helping it grow with insightful design and development, building community with every project, adding beauty, adding excitement, emphasizing our shared humanity. Reno is becoming bigger. Tolls Development is helping it become better, more livable, more enjoyable. To learn more, go to tollsdevelopment.com. tollsdevelopment.com.
1: For 50 years, Nevada Heating has been keeping people comfortable in their homes. At Nevada Heating, call the do it right guys and get the heat back on today. Call us today and we'll fix it today. That's the Nevada Heating way. Why freeze for days on end when Nevada Heating can get your furnace fixed today? Call us today and we'll fix it today at 323-5585 or schedule us on our website at nevadaheating.com. This is Nevada Newsmakers with host Sam Shand, a no-holds-barred political forum. Now, from the Nevada Newsmakers broadcast headquarters, here is Sam
0: Shand. And back on Nevada Newsmakers, we're delighted to welcome back to the program Tyree Gray. He is the Chief Administrative Officer for the Nevada Donor Network. It is a pleasure to have you back on the program, sir.
1: Thank you, Sam. It's always good to see you, and uh, Happy New Year to you, and while it's still January, and we can still say that.
0: <laughs> yes, we are barely in January, but yes, indeed. Right. So for those that are going, I know that name. You, you headed up the Nevada Mining Association for a time. Uh, that was your previous gig. And uh, when I saw that you uh, were with the Nevada Donor Network, I thought about the fact that you actually had a kidney transplant, Correct.
1: I did, Sam. So, yeah, look, I had a wonderful time at mining. We did a lot of wonderful work, um, really securing the you mean the future for 40,000 Nevadans there who depend on the mining industry for their livelihood. And that was a wonderful time um, within my career. And when the opportunity presented itself to do some work that's a little bit closer to, uh, to my passion level, really, frankly, um, I had to jump on it and seize it. And so the opportunity to be at the Nevada Donor Network where we focus on organ donation is just really a dream come true.
0: All right, so let's start out with, when did you first know that you had an issue with your kidneys and, and, and tell us about that.
1: Yeah, thanks for inquiring. Look, um, I was 23 years old when I, find out, when I found out that I had kidney disease. Um, it was random, uh, I went to the doctor for a physical and uh, the doctor came back and he said, you know, you have some protein in your urine. And uh, look, I was, I was 23. I was uh, an athlete. Uh, you know, I was a much slimmer uh, gentleman at that time. Uh, and, you know, I was like, of course I have protein in my urine. I, I drink protein shakes and I eat chicken breasts all day, of course. Uh, but uh, come to find out that, I mean, I had uh, renal failure uh, and I was uh, entering into what you call kind of end stage renal uh, disease. And, you know, at 23, when you're dealing, you know, you're sitting there, you think that you're invincible and somebody tells you that, hey, like, you have a you have a disease, you have an illness, you mean really it impacts every area of your life, right? At 23, you're thinking about maybe you're in graduate school, you're thinking about graduate school, those are the times when you're thinking about going out in life and maybe moving somewhere different and doing something fun. Um, And frankly, this is kind of pre affordable care act. Um, and so, you I mean I really had to make a lot of choices around making sure that I had health insurance and wasn't able to do some of the things that you know I think at 23 we just kind of you know get to do. And so, um, it was a it was an interesting point in life.
0: All right. So, but but basically, without a transplant, this was the death sentence, right?
1: Yeah, uh, it, it was. And so I think, you know, again, learning to do, uh, had to deal and face mortality at a relatively young age. And I think that really, f- um, frankly, it phrases the way that I see the world today. You know, one of the things that I always say is you know, be kind and smile to people. You never know what they're going through. Um, and again, I didn't look sick. Right. But I was very ill. And uh, frankly, without a transplant, um, I would not be here today.
0: All right. So how long was the transplant list and, and were you able to get on it?
1: Yeah. So, you know, currently today, Sam, there are over a hundred thousand Americans on the transplant list and roughly every 15 minutes, another person is added to that list. And unfortunately, uh, 17 people a day die while on that list. And so the process from going from receiving a diagnosis to getting on the transplant list is something that is relatively rigorous. Um, You you have to go through insurance and then the list is, you know, again, a, 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 a process that is um, to say that it is clear as mud is probably being kind uh, to the average person. And I think those are some of the things that we're trying to work on at the Nevada donor Network. but for me from diagnosis to transplant was eight years. Um, eight and I'm one years. of the lucky people. yeah uh, I'm one of the lucky people. So to say eight years and say that I'm lucky, trust me, um, it is it is a process.
0: Okay so so I'm sorry I, I I've got to get personal with you here. What was that like? I mean, you know, so that's 23 through 31. You're at a prime time in your life. Um, you're looking for a future, I'm presuming, with marriage and children, you know, in your mind. What was that like mentally for you to have to deal with that? And, and what was going to be um, the phone call that you got? Um, you know, how, how did all that work?
1: Yeah, no. So thanks for asking. Look, I think a lot of things, frankly, were on hold for me in life. Um, I made the decision not to have children at that point. Um, Since having the transplant, I do have two wonderful children, uh, Adonis and Rain. Uh, They're seven and three, respectively. And they are, I mean, the joy of my life. But frankly, because I didn't know if I was going to survive, those were life choices that I decided to kind of, um, to kind of forego at the time. And, you know, again, like I said, it's a lot of the professional opportunities that I think that, you know, again, I had the opportunity to move abroad, but it was like, well, can I do that? What does that look like? What does it look like being um, suffering from, you know, kidney disease and being in a foreign country? And, you know, what would those things actually look like? Um, And so really, when I tell you that the my 20s were spent kind of maybe how most people spend their 60s, it's kind of true. You're, you're thinking about how do I set myself up to make sure that my health is in a good pace, space for me to be able to experience and live life. Um, and so that was a really interesting and unique time. And again, I think it really shapes my perspective of how I kind of operate, I think, in life.
0: Well, I would say so. And 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 obviously, I mean, anybody who's been through something like this, you know, uh, for whatever your faith, one, one is blessed to know uh, that you have survived this. But what, what, was the, what was the list? So, so you're, I, I'm presuming you're on a list for a transplant. Uh, what were the guidelines to allow you to be able to receive the donation? And, and what was it like when you got the phone call, the letter, whatever it was, saying that there was a donor available?
1: Yeah, so um, I'll take that kind of in reverse order, if I may. Uh, I'll tell you a little bit about that phone call. So I think me as an individual, um, I'm a person of faith, as you identify And I'm a person of determination. And uh, what a lot of people don't know about me is I actually went to law school later on in life. I went to law school while I was on the kidney transplant list. (laughs) And people go, what? (laughs) Why would you do that? And for me, it was really... Um, I needed a goal. I needed something to focus on um, instead of just sitting back and waiting for the reaper to come. And uh, law school gave me some purpose and some focus. So I decided to attend um, law school here at UNLV Boyd School of Law. And I was actually sitting in my tax professor's class when I got the phone call Um, from UMC, uh, University Medical Center, shout out to Mason Van Helling and his team there, Um, they are the ones who helped to facilitate the kidney transplant for me. And so I was sitting in the class and my phone rang and somebody came on the line and said, Mr. Gray, we've got great news for you. We've got a kidney for you. Um, And as you can imagine, every emotion that you could ever feel floods up. Oh Man, you know, the joy, Um, but then also the nervousness, because this is a major um, it's a major, major um, surgery. So, and you you don't have much notice. Uh, and so, um, I immediately you know went into uh, alerting my mom who came up from San Diego and and alerting friends like, hey, this is what's going on, and I need help. And and it was just a it was just a really unique process. Um, and you know to get listed. Um, here you you list at different transplant centers, and so uh, I was fortunate enough to be able to list uh, in California, in Arizona, in Nevada, and I'm very very glad to be able to say that um, I received my my kidney transplant here in Nevada. But you know, frankly, uh, one of the things that we look at is when people are um, listed on the transplant list, um, their finances matter because. If you get a call from California to go to get a transplant tomorrow, um, you know you have to be able to get there. You have to be able to figure out how to live there, how to be there for all of your doctor's appointments. And really, there is inequity within the system. That I mean, that's one of the things that I'm actually working uh, to to address today at the Nevada Donor Network.
0: Um, okay, so you you get the call, and there's a, a kidney available. How much time did you have? between getting that call and having to be in surgery?
1: You know, uh, it was roughly 12 hours. Wow. (laughs) So uh, I received the call somewhere around uh, one o'clock in the afternoon. That was uh, September 11th of uh, 2012. Uh, I received the phone call about one o'clock in the afternoon and I was on an operating bed at uh, 1 a.m. on September 12th of 2012, receiving the kidney transplant.
0: All right, so you've got the kidney transplant and uh, now you have to deal with the fact of rejection um, that transplants don't always take. What were your thoughts? Were you, were you always optimistic or did you have concerns and doubts? You know, I had a heart attack uh, back in 94. And for a long time, anytime you had gas or something, you could feel it in your chest. You went, uh-oh, um, what was it like with a kidney transplant?
1: Um, you know, similar to what you described, Sam. Look, I'm a I'm a person of faith, but I mean we all have those uh those dark nights uh <laughs> alone in our room where you're like, hey, you know, I really am just hoping that everything works out. And and again, um, from a rejection perspective, uh, even to this day, I take a uh, a lot of medicines uh and uh my doctor uh, my kidney doctor nephrologist Dr. Shah um is wonderful um but he stays on me in in, in regards to my uh, my adherence uh, to my medications and so look I um I'm I am I I am so grateful. I have a lot of people who support me, a lot of people who care about me. Um, And, uh, you know, but I'll be honest, that was a really, uh, it was a really dark time. It was really interesting times. And even today, you know, again, I mean, rejection is still a a real thing and I have to make sure that I'm doing the right things and, you know, taking care of myself, drinking water, taking my medicines and, you know, every now and then uh, lifting a weight.
0: Well, it's a remarkable story. Let's take a break. We'll come back and we'll talk about the network and how you're helping people, not just with kidney transplants, but with other transplants after we take this time out. We'll be right back.
1: Story County is leading Nevada, home of the Tahoe-Reno Industrial Center, Google, Tesla, Panasonic, and other world leading companies. Story County provides thousands of tech, advanced manufacturing and logistics careers for Nevadans. We're diversifying and driving Nevada's economy and generating millions in tax revenue and billions in economic activity across northern Nevada. Story County is leading Nevada's future. Retail's impact on Nevada's economy? Enormous. 8,600 businesses, large and small employing 145,000 workers. And last fiscal year, retail paid tax on nearly $60 billion in sales. We're the Retail Association of Nevada. We support retail, we help it grow, and we mean business.
0: R-A-N-N-V dot org.
1: Pro Group management is the place where companies can find workers' comp solutions that are designed to meet their specific business requirements. As regulations evolve, Progroup takes a proactive approach to clear the path to make sure your business stays ahead of the curve. Knowing your workers comp program is optimized, you can focus on other important matters related to your growing business. Pro Group Management: Workers Comp that works for you.
0: Early in the morning or throughout the night, professional truck drivers are on the job, serving you. Safely moving freight that's crucial to our economy. From the oldest industries to our newest innovators. From the exotic to the everyday. Trucks are everywhere, moving everything. Never afraid to embrace a future that makes Nevada and our nation stronger. Trucking moves America forward.
1: This is Nevada Newsmakers.
0: And back on Nevada Newsmakers, we continue our conversation with Tyree Gray. He is uh, the Chief Administrative Officer for the Nevada Donor Network. We talked about his kidney transplant, but you're you are well. You're part of a regional network, right? It's California as well as Nevada, correct?
1: So the Nevada Donor Network is uh, is Nevada based. So we're all here in Nevada, yes.
0: Oh, okay, but and but there is a connection with California.
1: Uh, so the only connection that we have kind of with California is that um, as we procure organs, um, there's an allocation department that that is required within that. And so uh, we do, our organs do go um, not only here in Nevada, but they go all across uh, the Western United States and frankly, across the, the entire United States when necessary.
0: Okay. Um, but you also um, are involved in heart transplants and something I'd never even thought about, um, but it makes sense with skin transplants.
1: Yeah, so, um, so a little bit about the Nevada Donor Network. The Nevada Donor Network is a federally designated uh, OPO, which is an organ procurement organization. And when you check the box at the DMV, or when you go online and you register as an organ donation, uh, organ donator, um, donor, I should say, um, what happens, You mean, unfortunately, um, if you were to pass, um, and only a small sliver of people pass um, in the ways that allow for organ organ donation. Um, However, you can still be a donor, whether that be via tissue, um, bone, and or ocular. And so what we say is one donor can save up to eight lives, can heal up to 75 lives, and can give sight up to two people.
0: All right, so, so I'm gonna ask you to do something here, which is, um, what do you say to people um, who may be reticent to be a donor? And I am a donor, I'm, I'm a, I, I don't know how valuable my organs are, but, um, but I'm, I'm willing to give them up if, uh, if I pass. But what do you say to people as a recipient yourself about how important it is uh, for them to consider becoming a donor?
1: Well, really it's a unique opportunity to be able to have an impact um, and to live on after we are no longer physically here. Um, our organs, uh, again, we want you to use them to the full extent while you have them. Um, but if there's some viability and there's an opportunity to be able to help somebody um, after you're no longer using them, then why wouldn't you say yes to that? And so, you know, I encourage people that, um, you mean... If you need a, a person to point to, I can tell you, I would not be here. And uh, whether or not you think I've done good, you think I've done bad, you know I mean or something in between. The truth is, is that I've been able to have more experiences. I've been able to have children. Um, I've been able to live more days because somebody gave me the gift of life. And so i would just appeal to anybody who's listening if you're not an organ donor please consider it um, because the life that you save uh, just might be mine or somebody else who you really care about
0: let's take a break we'll come back and we're going to talk about your other passion which is politics after this time out we'll be right back
1: what do you count on you count on your power every day at NB energy we've always powered what's important to you but we're not looking at the past We're focused on the future. While our standards are high, our rates will remain low. And our commitment to renewables isn't just meeting standards, but leading the way. Because you can count on more than just your power. You can count on the company who brings it to you. That's our promise. You can count on it. The Nevada Builders Alliance has been protecting the interests of the construction industry for over 50 years. Our programs save members thousands of dollars every year and allow them to provide much needed benefits to their employees. Our industry also allows Nevada to grow. If you're thinking about a career in the construction industry, reach out. And if you haven't thought of a career in construction, what are you waiting for? We are the Nevada Builders Alliance.
0: Find your fortune during the $150,000 Lucky
1: Fortune giveaways at Tamarack Casino. Cash and free play giveaways every Thursday and Saturday, including $5,000 cash guaranteed. And $40,000 in grand finale giveaways. Your good times are at Tamarack Casino.
0: This is Nevada Newsmakers. And back on Nevada Newsmakers, we continue our conversation with Tyree Gray. He is the Chief Administrative Officer for the Nevada Donor Network. By the way, we should put out a call here. Um, If people want to get in touch with the Nevada Donor Network, what's the best way to do that?
1: Yeah, no, please uh, visit us at nvdonor.org. Again, www.nvdonor.org.
0: Okay, great. All right, so now, in previous versions of you on this program, uh, you were head of the Nevada Mining Association. Now you can look back on that time, and, uh, and, and I'm curious. It, it, it seems to me that mining is booming across the state. The potential for mining is booming across the state, and yet we have this delicate balance between the environment and the mining industry. But we also have all these other factors. Like, for example, and you and I talked about lithium a little bit the last time you were on the show. Um, You know, this this is a national security issue, and yet we are having all these battles over, not insignificant issues, but issues. Where do you see the balance as it plays out?
1: Yeah. Look, um, again, I had a wonderful time when I was over at mining, and I mean, we did a lot of good work. But I think there's always a delicate balance to be struck um, when it comes to mining and when it comes to the environment. Um, I think mining is an industry that is still pegged based upon what happened 150 years ago, and not what happened, you know, 150 days ago. And so the technologies by which we use to mine today are so much more sophisticated. And so if the average person were to become a little more educated, you know, again, and that's some of the work we tried to do when I was at the Mining Association and will definitely be continued under Nikki Bailey-Lundahl is, you know, really go out and make sure that we educate the folks about what mining looks like today and not what it looked like 150 years ago.
0: Um, Do you see, because of the federal pressure, um, and the need for these minerals, that they don't come from China and other places that may not be favorable, that we will see more of a push towards the mining side um, and less regulation, um, not in terms of any destruction, but just in terms of being able to get things permitted quicker um, instead of it being years. Yeah,
1: I really think that that's the area where um, the government can really help in the mining industry is really through streamlining applications and for mining. Um, I think a lot of times you hear the horror stories of it took 10 years to permit a mine um, versus in other parts of the country, or excuse me, other parts of the world where it can take uh, two or four years. And so our ability to kind of t- to lessen the amount of time that it takes to go through the regulatory hurdles um, will be advantageous to us as, uh, as Americans to be able to make sure that we're well positioned when it comes to the precious metals that we need.
0: Um, let's talk about uh, some politics here. Um... Uh, We've got a presidential election coming up, obviously, and uh, it looks like we will have our two candidates uh, by Super Tuesday at the latest, but a lot of people think it's already there now. Um, What are your thoughts on this and the fact that we have uh, one candidate, um, a former president who's 78, and uh, the sitting president who's in his early 80s? Um, How does that strike you?
1: Yeah, look, I think it's a. You I mean it's an interesting time um, that, that we would <laughs> like to say States. the least. <laughs> <laughs> right, most definitely. And look, I think you mean uh, amongst friends uh, of mine. You mean this term kind of um, socially liberal and fiscally conservative has has a has arisen over the last uh, decade. Um, you mean again the the freedom to choose, choose who you want to marry, choose um, what you should do with your body, but you mean then also being conscious of how we we spend dollars and making sure that we're not spending, but we're investing right? Putting dollars into healthcare and making sure that people have that, um, that's an investment because it really helps out um, at the end. And so when you look at the two candidates, whether you're Democrat, or Republican, something in between or something outside, I think you mean it's always been that fight for the middle. And, and that fight for the middle will be interesting. Um, and I think here in Nevada, we've always been a battleground state because, you know, we do, we have a very interesting uh, divergence of and collection of people um, and industry. And so I think it'll be interesting to see how it all shakes out. But I think a lot of people, are really paying to paying attention to the, the vice presidents as well, because let's be honest, um, I mean, when you have older candidates, you I mean, you are concerned about health, um, and you're concerned about um, if they were to ever, if something were to ever happen to them, knock on wood, um, who would kind of be their successor.
0: Um, the independents, because of the uh, DMV registration, we're getting a lot more people showing up as independents. Do you believe they are really independents? or do you believe that they are Republicans and Democrats who had just not been registered properly?
1: Um, I think there's a, a little bit of both. Um, I really think that there are a lot of independents. I think, I mean, again, whether you're Republican or Democrat, um, I mean, a lot of people would, would argue that maybe they don't feel as comfortable as they used to feel in their parties anymore. Um, and so though they may have political leanings, um, I think a lot of people are starting to identify as as independent because of their desire to be able to really split ticket vote. Um, I mean, you might vote one way and in one race and another way in another race. And I think that that's the way that our system was meant to be, um, not that we just kind of box check all the way down just because of a particular political identity.
0: All right, this is where we got to leave it. I really appreciate you being here today. And please come back. Uh, You know, we have these panels, and I'd love to have you on one of them so we can discuss more political issues as we go through what is going to be a crazy year.
1: Well, thank you for the invitation, Sam. And you know you can count on me to be back. And uh, again, uh, I appreciate everybody. And please, if you're not an organ donor, please consider being an organ donor.
0: You got a deal. Hey, thank you, Tyree. And we will be back on Nevada Newsmakers after this timeout. Seven at seven is a newscast built for your smartphone. It's a seven-minute newscast available every weekday at seven a.m. and seven p.m. at lvrj.com. We don't waste your time,
1: and we give you the day's top stories. We
0: at the RJ have noticed some similarities between
1: us and a certain BTS character, RJ. Plus the latest in Las
0: Vegas business, weather, health, and entertainment news. (laughs) 7 at 7 streaming now on your smartphone. Forget
1: the weather outside, there's a blizzard of points inside the Carson Valley Inn during the 15 million points giveaways. Drawings every Thursday and Saturday including four 1 million point winners guaranteed. And don't miss the 2 million point grand prize giveaways. It's the 15 million points giveaways at the Carson Valley Inn.
0: Thanks for watching Nevada Newsmakers. You can catch us online 24 hours a day at NevadaNewsmakers.com or you can download the podcast wherever you like to get your podcast. We'll see you on the next broadcast.